Welcome to the PDX Small Business Network podcast. Listen in as we interview small business owners in Portland, Oregon, and the surrounding area. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Hey, everybody, welcome to the PDX Small Business Network podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay from trafficandleads.com. That's what this podcast is sponsored by my company, trafficandleads.com. If your website is not producing any traffic and leads for your small business, make sure you reach out today to trafficandleads.com or you can send me an email to lindsay at oneclicklindsay.com. What do we do at trafficandleads.com? We do that. We generate traffic and leads through SEO, content marketing, Facebook, Facebook ads. We drive people to landing pages. We build an email list and we help you nurture that email list to make lifelong clients. So make sure you reach out today to trafficandleads.com If your website is doing absolutely nothing for you, which the grand majority of you guys listening with small businesses, that's exactly what's happening because I've seen it all too many times. So make sure you touch base with me if you would like some help in that area. And that again is the sponsor of the PDX Small Business Network podcast. So today's interview is with Miss Holla Smith-Hughes. She has an interesting story. First and foremost, She is the eighth employee of New Seasons, which we all know from Portland. It's such a Portland company. I love it. I shop there once a week. At least she was the eighth employee. So she kind of tells us about the beginnings of New Seasons, her role in the company, what it was like to work there. It's kind of cool. But not only was she the eighth employee of New Seasons, she is also the owner of a really, really cool online store called Seek and Swoon, where she creates soft and cozy designer blanket throws inspired by places near and far. These are really, really awesome. And you need to check out her website, seekandswoon.com. Really awesome interview. Um, She kind of tells us how she got started online how she went from being the eighth employee of New Seasons to doing this. It's a really cool interview. I think you guys will really, really like it. So before that, we do have our marketing minute, of course. And the question is, is email marketing dead? No, the answer is absolutely not. I'm sorry you guys think that you hate everybody all the spammers spamming your inbox, but guess what? Email marketing is not dead. It has personally changed my business, trafficandleads.com. It's changed countless other businesses that I've worked with. We work with hundreds of businesses at trafficandleads.com and email marketing is an essential component for generating more traffic and leads. And not only that, but keeping your current clients close. And all it takes is at least a minimum of an email a week to keep in contact for them to see your name in their inbox and some magic will happen. I send out my emails once a week and every week I can guarantee at least three or four people will respond back and say, oh, I'm ready to go. Let's set up a consult. Let's get going. You got to do it like just across the board. There isn't a place or a type of business that I've run into that cannot not benefit, uh, not 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 benefit from email marketing. Even if you're just starting, start collecting those email addresses now. Those email addresses are gold, so collect them as such. Anybody who is even halfway wanting to be on your list and engaged and willing to be on your email list, please collect that email address and get going. Email marketing is amazing and it will change your business. So that was the marketing minute. Let's jump into this interview with Hala. I think you guys will really enjoy it.
Hey, Hala. Welcome to the PDX Small Business Network podcast. Very excited to have you on today. Thank you so much for having me, Lindsay. Sure. So we're going to cover a lot of things because you have your fingers in so many different things. So before we kind of like dive into one little interesting tidbit about your Portland self, can you tell us a little bit about you, your family, just kind of like you? Tell us about Hala. Yeah, sure. Um, let's see. So I grew up in Eugene. I've been in Portland for about 20 years. I am married for nine years and I have a six-year-old and a four-and-a-half-year-old. I live in Southeast Portland with them. Awesome. And Yeah, and uh, uh, I work and I love to work and um, I travel when I can. That's how, you know, we spend our free time when possible. Very cool. So when you submitted an application to be an awesome guest on this podcast, you mentioned you were the eighth employee of New Seasons Market. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I they was. have a whole lot more employees now. <laughs> they do. They do. Yeah, I uh, started New Seasons, uh, or I was part of the um, small team. There's about 12 of us that started New Seasons. Um, we uh, got together in the fall of 1999, and then we opened the first store, which was in Raleigh Hills in March of, um, actually February, I think, of 2000. And um, I was hired to kind of help develop the brand, uh, be the graphic designer, create advertising and signage, that kind of thing. So I did that with them for about nine years. I was creative director there by the time I left. So um, did you create so the New Seasons logo? That's actually the only thing that I didn't do. <laughs> we hired we hired a designer to create the logo, and then I put the logo and developed the brand and all the collateral. And this was before social media even really existed. Um, and we had kind of a low-level website even at the time. So a lot of what I did was branding and print, actually. That's really cool. So how did you – did you know the owner – or the person going into this? How did you get that gig? Right. So the three people who started New Seasons, um, one of them was CEO over at Nature's. And if you've been in Portland long enough, you'll remember Nature's. And I actually happened to be a graphic designer at Nature's for about a year. And there was some acquisitions with the company. And the owner and one of the other original founders of Nature's decided to branch off and start a new grocery store. So there was a small handful of us that decided to go along with them. So that's how it happened. So if you, so for those that don't know what Nature's is, that's a, just another like natural grocery store or what, mm -hmm. what was that? Or is that still around? Yeah. yeah. No, no. It was a natural grocery store kind of back in the day. And it was acquired a couple of times, GNC, Whole Foods. And then, like I said, um, the original founders decided to branch off and start something just a little bit different. And so Nature's was, uh, I'm sorry, New Seasons was created to be more of a neighborhood healthy grocery store that appealed to more than just the natural food consumer. So, you know, we um, started out and they're still doing this by carrying Oreos and then Newman's own cookies by carrying, you know, Hanson's and Pepsi. Mm -hmm. um, so that was kind of the concept behind why New Seasons was created. So did New Seasons grow pretty quickly, like after that original store? And were you part of like this because it's everywhere now in Portland. So were you part of like this tornado of opening new <laughs> stores? And were you like amazed at how well it was doing? Yeah, it kind of felt like a tornado at times. Um, I remember one holiday we opened, I think we had holidays and then we had two store openings all within about three months of each other. Wow. If you work in retail, the, ho 
Yeah, and if you work in retail, especially grocery during the holidays, it's a really busy time. So, you know, Thanksgiving is huge, and we're starting to pre prepare for Thanksgiving much earlier in the fall. And we opened two stores that fall and winter and had uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. So I remember that particular year was yeah. kind of nuts. But, yeah, so I was there for about nine years, and I opened nine stores with them. That's um, crazy. And it was it was amazing. I sort of grew up at New Seasons actually. It was, you know, it wasn't my first job, but it was kind of what set me going in the direction that I'm in now and I have great friends that are still there and friends that are not there anymore, but I've really maintained my relationships with those people and I feel like I owe a lot to that experience because being the part of a company that starts from nothing and grows to the reputation and the respect that New Seasons has here in Portland, I think it's a pretty awesome experience. Yeah. Do you still see your graphic design touch in a lot of the collateral that gets uh, put out today from New Seasons? Some of it. Some of it I do. I mean, the ad is still very similar to the way that it was, print advertisement that they do, although there has been a lot of brand shifts since I was there, uh -huh. um, which has been... Which has been nice to see. I think when you're, you know, in a situation like that, working with one brand for so long, it is nice to have some new people come in, change things up a little bit. So, so yeah, I do see some things that are still similar, but you know, I've been gone since 2008. So on the oh, other wow. hand of that, a lot has changed. Mm -hmm. Has the logo changed at all or has the logo stayed the same? No, I think the logo is the same. That's cool. <laughs> I think the fonts. I think the fonts have shifted a little bit, and those are things, of course, I pay attention to. You know, yeah, no one would know, <laughs> right? No one probably knows but me. But you know, color palettes and fonts and things like that, because I was kind of heads down in that for so long. That is so cool. Okay, so we'll go into the next step of your journey. So after you leave New Seasons. <laughs> You branch out on your own and become your own graphic design person working at your own company called Embark Creative. Right. So, you know, I had been there for nine years. It was 2008. People thought that I was a little bit crazy to be leaving such a stable, awesome company as kind of the height of the recession. It just felt like the right time for me. I was ready to do something different. I was freelancing a little bit on the side. And um, it was just time for me to kind of shift. So I was getting married that year and decided it was a good time for me to try something new. And I'd formed a lot of relationships and connections, especially in the consumer foods industry in Portland. And I felt like if I were to do something on my own, I have a network of people that I could potentially get work from. And it was sort of already starting to show itself, you know, before I'd even left. I left in 2008 and just started freelancing as a, as a designer. I got some work with... Pacific Foods and Bob's Red Mill and, you know, some small startups some massage therapists and naturopaths and things like that. And so I was doing a lot of little projects at the time and keeping myself fairly busy. But at that same time, as I was getting ready to leave New Seasons, social media, you know, was, I was really involved on Twitter. And at the time, this was back when Twitter, when you could meet people and build relationships and make an impact on Twitter, and there wasn't many people on the platform. And I found it really interesting. I was building a network, a new network of designers and creative people and business owners. I was meeting people through Twitter and I thought that was really interesting. And so like local leaving Portland new people or just in general people? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, mostly local Portland. Yeah. Um, I was building kind of a new network of friends and colleagues on Twitter. Um, this is about the time I was leaving New Seasons. 
So as I left New Seasons and started freelancing as a designer, I also started to realize that, hey, this social media thing is kind of interesting and my clients might really want to know about what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what happened was I got a hold of Dave Dahl, who was the owner of Dave's Killer Bread. Wow. Um, the founder. I sent him kind of a cold call email and I said, hey, Dave, this is who I am. I've been working at New Seasons for all this time and now I'm freelancing and I'm looking at what you're doing on social media and I think I might be able to help. Do you want to get together? And he's like, sure, come on down. So I went down to his office and we sat together and we talked about social media a little bit. And, you know, he had this big personality and I felt that social media was really prime for brands that had a personality behind the brand because you're able to um, put your voice out there and really be different and really stand out. And I thought that Dave's Killer Bread was a great brand to be doing a kind of new and different job in social media. So he hired me to do a little bit of work for him. And that's sort of how the next phase of my career went or shifted was I got this work with Dave. And then I found out about an opportunity at Tillamook Cheese um, to cover for someone who was doing some social media work for them because she was having a baby. So they hired me to cover for her for about three months. And that extended for seven months. So I was running social media strategy and all of their social networks for Tillamook for about seven months. You're throwing out all the big um, names here today. <laughs> all of them. All the fun names. Yeah, definitely. Um, so after that project, my phone kind of started ringing or my email started blowing up. Tillamook specifically or with help with Dave's bread? I guess what I'm saying is after I finished with Tillamook, people started hearing that I was doing social and and different companies were starting to look for people to help them with social. And there wasn't really many people doing it um, on a freelance basis or really doing it at all at the time. Um, so I started getting a lot of work and I decided to shift my focus from graphic design to straight social media. So that was about 2009, 2010-ish. And so I've been focused on social media strategy since then. Wow. Do you still do much graphic design? I guess it kind of goes hand in hand sometimes with social media too, though, to know. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really take on graphic design specific projects, but what happens is you need a lot of graphic elements for social media. And, you know, a lot of the time, most of the time, I think companies will hire someone separate to do social media graphics. I end up doing a lot of it just because I can. Mm -hmm. So my clients are kind of getting a two for one in, <laughs> in a way because I can do strategy and write content and then I can also create the graphics. So yeah, I, I, you know, I wouldn't say that that's a focus at all, but it's definitely something that I offer. Wow. So is it just you at Embark or do you have employees or it's contractors? Yeah. You know, it's just me. I do. Um, once in a while I might contract something out, but, um, like I've contracted out some writing, some blog writing, if it's a topic that is not my specialty. Um, but in most cases, I really just work one-on-one -on -one with my clients. That's awesome. So are you accepting new clients or are you, are you full at the moment? I actually have some bandwidth right now. So yeah, I am accepting new clients, which oh. is kind of rare. It sort of ebbs and flows. And usually I'll be really busy for about a year and a half. And then there'll be a shift. And I'm sort of right in the middle of a shift right now. Awesome. So what does your perfect client look like? Oh, my perfect client. Um, that, is a, that is a good question. I think my perfect client is someone or a company who has an interesting story to tell. Fun people. 
who want to try new things and are willing to try new things, mm-hmm. um, who understand that uh, solutions don't happen, especially with social media overnight. So they're okay with test and learn and shift. Um, and also a client who understands that social media um, isn't a full-on problem solver. You know, social media isn't going to come in and solve all of your problems. There's other things that need to go along with it, advertising, advertising budget, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, just being open to knowing that I can come in and lend my expertise, but this isn't going to be the only thing that you'll need in order to move your brand forward. I love it. Like if you are, if you need uh, some serious sales in order to make payroll next week, like social media marketing is not the answer to that. No, I mean, it's definitely a piece of the puzzle. I think that, yeah, there's advertising and there's PR and there's social media and there's, and there's website. There's like a functional, you know, great user experience website. There's just a lot of things that need to come together. So, you know, social media isn't the answer, but I'm totally willing to come in and be a part of the team and work with all of those other departments. And let's create something that is going to really tell your story in a unique way and get to the people that need to hear it. Awesome. So as far as social media marketing goes, what platforms do you focus on first is my first question. And my second question is, do you get into the paid ads? So do you run Facebook ads for people? Or are you mostly working on the content portion for them? So platform answer is just dependent on the client. I mean, a lot of what I do is I come in, I learn about your brand as much as I can. I learn what your goals are. I learn everything I can about who your target audience is. And then I decide what platforms make the most sense for you because just because everybody is on Instagram doesn't mean Instagram is right for your brand. That's right. Um, And different platforms take a different type of content creation. Some of those platforms require um, much more high maintenance content creation. So I guess, you know, my goal is to create a social media strategy that that is obtainable to you, you know, I don't want to create a strategy. And then you look at me and say, Oh my gosh, we don't have the, we don't have the manpower to create all this content. We don't have the budget to create all this content. So I think the solution for each brand is really different. And there isn't one platform that's sort of the best or works the best for everybody these days. Have you worked in Instagram and LinkedIn and Twitter and Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the main platforms I work in are Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest. Um, I do blog strategy as well, although it's not my main focus, but it is part of part of what I've done in the past. Awesome. And then what was your, what was your second? Sorry, I should only do one question at a time. Totally. Paid advertising. I remember. Um, yeah, so I do buy Facebook advertising, but what I will say is that I've, um, been working a little bit with someone who specializes in paid advertising and she knows a whole heck of a lot more than I do. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So what I have been suggesting lately is that, you know, if you have a small budget, I can work with a small budget, but if you have a bigger budget for paid, hire somebody who does this day in and day out because even Facebook advertising is so complicated these days. There's so many variables. There's so much you can do. And, you know, you could hire somebody full time to run Facebook advertising for you. Mm-hmm. So I can, I can do it. But at the end of the day, I want my client to really get the most out of it. So if they have, a, you know, a good amount of money to spend on Facebook advertising, I would probably send them to somebody else. 
Love it. I love that you know like what your specialties are and that you know when it's time to like call in people who have their own specialties. So that's awesome. Right. Cool. So by day you're running Embark Creative.com and by night you are making blankets or eco throws, I I should use the right words, for (laughs) your own company called Seek and Swoon. Yes. I'm kind of a serial idea generator. I, I don't know how else to describe it. I've come up with so many business ideas over the course of the last 10 years and constantly like almost writing full on business plans and then sort of talking myself out of it. And I think I just got to the point where I was ready to make a decision to do something new. And I was, I was kind of irritated with myself that I, that I kept bailing and my husband was probably a little irritated with me me too. Um, That's what they get for being married to entrepreneurs. Like they, (laughs) spouses need like an entrepreneur, married to an entrepreneur support group. My husband can be in there. Uh, (laughs) But he's, you know, he's been, he's been very patient and also just very supportive. And I think he wanted to see me succeed in something new. And um, so what happened was I, uh, Two summers ago, uh, 2015, my husband and our two sons, who were at the time two and a half and five, both boys, we took two months off and we traveled through Europe for 60 days. We were both freelancing that year and we just decided, you know what, this is a good year to do it. There's never going to be a perfect time. Let's just go for it. So we, we told all of our clients that we were going to be done like at the end of May and we left for two months. We traveled through Ireland, um, Spain. Uh, we went to Amsterdam, then we went to Iceland and came back. Wow. So, and we, did, and we didn't work. We actually took two months off. <laughs> it was, it was amazing. It was, it was, it was difficult because our kids were so young, but. How old were your awesome kids at the time then? Two and a half and five. You're insane. <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know, it's funny because I tell people, they don't care where they were. All they wanted were swimming pools and ice cream. They don't care if they were in Barcelona or Portland. They True. just they just wanted a they just wanted a pool and sugar. But I will say that we talk about the trip a lot since we've been back, and we show them photos, and they remember a lot more than we expected them to. Uh-huh. So that's really awesome because we obviously hope that they'll get something out of it as well. So, so I came back from this trip, and I was like, all right. My business is going well, but I'm just ready to shift now. And I think I just need to like pull the trigger on something. So at the end of the day, if I'm going to create something brand new, why don't I do it based on all of the things that I love? If I'm going to create something of my own, why don't I not settle and take a look at all the things that I enjoy, all the things that bring me joy, all the things that make me smile, all the things that I really like that are important to me and create a business out of that through a lot of kind of like I don't know, um, research and brainstorming and kind of soul searching. I came up with the idea for Seek and Swoon and it was kind of inspired by a blanket that I saw or a blanket that I have at home that used to be my son when he was a baby. And then this idea of design and travel and sustainability and all these things are important to me. And so Seek and Swoon um, is my new newest company. I launched in October of last year, 2016. So I design throws. They're 50 by 60 inch throws, although I have baby throws now that are 30 by 40. But they're inspired by places that I've been. 
and they're made in the USA at a family-owned mill. So I don't knit them. I design them. They're knit at a family-owned mill, and they're made from 75% recycled cotton. So I sell them online, and I sell them to brick-and-mortar shops. Um, right now, it's kind of around the area, but I have some stores in some other states as well. Yeah. So just for those listening, I'm looking at these beautiful throws and they are amazing. I think I'm particularly in love with the envy throw that was your trip. Yes. That, that is, um, so I went to Paris. Paris was the first stop of our honeymoon. And yeah, that one is probably one of the more popular throws. It's probably one of my favorites too. So these are beautiful. Everyone needs to go out and check these out. So if we're, if we're in the mood to go shopping in Portland, where can you give us a couple retailers that we can hop in and check out some Seek and Swoon throws? Sure. So uh, there's a shop called Perican Bing, which is in Selwood. There's a lovely store up in Kenton called Mantle. Um, Hunt and Gather, which is in the Pearl. There is a, a showroom out in Tualatin called Arcadia. Um, but if you go to the website, everything is listed there. So you might be able to find one in your neighborhood. And if you think of a store that you think <laughs> that the throws would be great in, please shoot me an email because I'm looking for local local retailers. There's another really sweet new store on Division and about 27th, 28th in the food. There's like a food cart court right there. And there's a little Airstream that carries, it's brand new, just a few weeks old. It carries baby and mommy things and jewelry and she's got some of my throws in there called brave little ones it's a really sweet little shop that's cute i love that Mm -hmm. awesome and just i'm going to throw this out that she also makes custom wedding throws you can go to her website you can pick your design you can pick your beautiful colors and your quantity so these are really cool so I love it. Yeah, so um, different. Thank you. Just about the back to the retailers. My final question: Is it difficult to get your product into retailers? If anyone in the Portland area is looking, like, is doing something like this, and they want to get retailers behind them, are you? Is it just about building those relationships? Did you know these people? Did you cold email? What did you do to get into these businesses? Yeah, most of them I just contacted. So I'll I'll send an email, make it as short and sweet as possible. Let them know I'm local. I'm a local designer. My stuff is made in the U.S. I usually include my catalog, which is a PDF, and I also put in a couple photos that just open up in the email so that they can immediately see what I'm doing without having to click through to a website. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, you know, that kind of catches their attention. I'd say that it's usually just me cold calling with an email, and then most of them get back to me. I do write a lot of people, especially outside of Portland, that don't return my emails. And then some people do. And there's been a few people that have been referred to me by friends, you know, like, hey, I have this shop in my neighborhood. You have to go in and check it out. And I really suggest you put your throws in there. So yeah, mostly it's just me kind of one off sending an email or I usually don't like to just pop into a store because, and I know a lot of people that sell consumer goods do that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but me personally, I feel like they're, they're busy, you know, doing inventory or talking to customers. And I would just rather, I would just rather cross my fingers that they see my email and that they're interested this way and then make an appointment with them rather than, and without letting them know I'm coming in. Awesome. Awesome. I think everybody sort of does that a little bit different, but. I love it. Awesome. Okay. Before I let you go, I'm going to give you a few minutes. Tell us again, your websites and anything else that you want us to know. Yeah. So my social media consultancy is embarkcreative.com. 
and my consumer goods home decor. I guess home decor is what it's considered. I like <laughs> it. I, I like it. Thinking, I, I thought I was just designing blankets. I didn't know that it was actually home home decor category. But yeah, it, it's seek and andy swoon.com. I have a few new throws that I'm launching in the next probably couple of weeks, which I'm excited about. And then there's some potentially interesting things coming towards the end of the year with Seek and Swoon too. So follow me on Instagram. It's Instagram. Um, my Instagram handle is at Seek and Swoon and I share everything there and on Facebook as well. Awesome. Okay. Before I let you go, I am going to ask you, is there a Portland like secret that you want to tell people about as far as like, is there a cool restaurant or someplace you like cannot live without taking your kids to or something? Does a retailer or a place come to mind that not everyone might know of that people will need to go check out? Oh my gosh. That's a good question. I know. Well, I should have told you in- before. But- <laughs> Let's see. So I live in Selwood, Westmoreland, and I've lived in this neighborhood for like 18 years. I love it here. I support this neighborhood so much. I don't leave this neighborhood hardly ever unless I have to because I work from home. And everything you need is right there. Yes. And everything I need is here. Yeah. So there are some great spots in Selwood. Um, Jade is probably one of my favorite uh, Thai restaurants. It's on 13th Street in Selwood. So I love Jade. Let's see. There's also a restaurant called Relish, which I like. Um, I'm sure that there are a zillion other answers to this question. That's fine. I caught you off guard. But, (laughs) you know, everyone likes to eat or like I have certain places like I could not live out without like taking my kids to because, you know, they'll have two hours of endless fun or whatever. So I just thought I'd ask you because you've lived here for so long. And um, so, yeah, it's just good for people listening in the area. Maybe they can go check out those places. So. There is there is a a park a couple blocks from my house called Westmoreland Park and a couple summers ago they redid it and it's called it's like Westmoreland Natural Park now and I know people come from all over Portland to go to this park I don't really know what the draw is because it's so maybe it's because it's so close to my house you're taking <laughs> but, it for granted <laughs> I know I think so but if you do have little kids you're looking for a new park hunt down Westmoreland Park it is a pretty park it's really beautiful and um, there's a lot to see so check that out if you have awesome. kids. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. It was fun. There you have it. I hope you really enjoyed that episode with Miss Halla from Seek and Swoon. Make sure you go to her website and check out those throws they're really cool we can't really even describe it in our interview because they were so awesome again this podcast is sponsored by my company one click lindsay you can find me at oneclicklindsay.com if your website is sitting dead in the water not producing any traffic and leads make sure you reach out to trafficandleads.com maybe you're curious if facebook marketing will work for you facebook ads there's a big difference between facebook marketing and facebook ads we'll talk about that next time but Make sure you reach out if you're online, if you are just confused about online marketing. So you can visit me at trafficandleads.com or oneclicklindsay.com or, of course, PDX Small Business Network. Uh, speaking of pdxsmallbusinessnetwork.com, if you guys love the podcast, which I know you do, and you want to be notified every time there is a new episode, I will just send that to your inbox. So go to pdxsmallbusinessnetwork.com, put your little email address in there, and you will be receiving an email from me every time there's a new podcast out. 
Finally, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review for us on iTunes or Stitcher. Or if you're on Facebook, you can totally leave us a review there too. I would absolutely appreciate it. And until next time, this is One Click Lindsay with the PDX Small Business Network podcast. Have a great day. Bye.